Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. Coming out of 22, some of you didn't think you would make it, mentioned that, and uh, you're here, so God bless you, and thank you for signing up to be here, and thank you for signing up to be on God's team, and uh, thank you for allowing me to be up here with you. Uh, The one thing I like to do at the start of the new year, of course, I think we all like to do this, is to go back and see what happened in the last year, and to see what was going on, and I tried my hand at creating some slides So we'll figure out if this works or not. But if you follow Google, Google answers everything these days about you're going to go find something, we Google it. All of a sudden, it's just found our way into the American lexicon. If you Google something, if you don't know what to do, you just Google it, right? And so, you know, Google keeps track of all that, for better or for worse. And so, you know, they released a study, what did we search for in this year? And why is Mike Brandovic on crutches? Dear Jesus. You almost didn't make it into 23, so thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> My gosh, that's a big man to be on crutches. Anyway, back to Google. The number uh, one things Googled in this area, according to uh, Google, uh, was supplement stores. Everybody in Amarillo and the Panhandle were looking for supplements. What vitamins could we put into our body uh, to make things a little bit better? Uh, top trending near me search focused on arcades. Apparently, we want to play video games. And that was only like we're the top five in the nation of people searching for video games. Um, over, for some reason, the top trending recipe we searched for on Google was overnight oats. Is that a, I didn't even know that was a thing. But I just eat oatmeal in the morning and it's all good. But anyway, also uh, the Amarillo searched for country music, thank you Jesus, uh, more than any other genres. So Google keeps track of all those things, how we spent our time, what we searched for and what we looked for. The top news stories of the year, of course, were crime. We had crime all around us, even here in Panhandle a little bit. But the number one thing that excited me about 2023 in the news was the Bucky's is making its way to Amarillo. I don't know if you've ever been to Bucky's, but it's a life-changing thing because you walk in there, it's like a truck stop for normal people. Not that truck, dri- uh, truck drivers aren't normal people, but me, I, I, I like going into truck stops, and I, I don't understand what half of those tools do, but I can go into Bucky's, and it's like built for me being out on the road. So luckily, that's coming in 2023, and so I'm excited about that. Here at the river, we spent most of our time in transition, right? Uh, We had graduates, new babies, new marriages, and those going on to heaven before us. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. We had some staff changes. Bray, of course, becoming the worship pastor, and we waited all year for Brent to get here. So, Brent, thank you for coming. And so it's been a year of transition. How do we make this work? What's going to happen next? How do we do what's coming up? And it's exciting because we're at the start of something new. I mean, Brent's only been here, what, a month, two months now? 
And so we're already starting to see some newness get into the church, some life come back, because the people that came before him, we did a great job of making sure this place stayed on its hills, so thank you. Thank you for making sure this church still stood in Panhandle as a symbol of hope and as a symbol of promise. Uh, but we got some new things coming because we got to move into that hope. We got to move into that promise. And so that's what we'll talk about today. How are we going to do that? And how are we going to get there? And so I want to open up with this scripture and we're going to do scripture in reverse today. So hang with me to find out what that means. But we'll start in Galatians 6. Galatians 6. Verse 7, Galatians 6, verse 7, and Paul is talking to the Galatians, and he's trying to, or I'm sorry, we'll start at verse 9. Galatians 6, verse 9, we'll start there first. It says, let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are in the household of faith. Let us do good. A lot of us spend a lot of time, I think, in 2022 trying to do good, trying to get out there and encourage a brother, trying to make things happen, trying to make the blessings work, trying to practice good stewardship. But all of a sudden, things happened. It was a crazy year. I'm not kidding you. We had blessings and we had wrath all, on, all, all, all poured out upon us. And so luckily we're here today at 2023. And so I brought some props to tell you about 2022. One is one of the greatest inventions of our times. And that is Dawn Power Wash. Before 2022, I don't remember having Dawn Power Wash. I don't know if that's going to work, but we're going to try it out. And Dawn Power Wash innovated my kitchen. I could spray this bottle anywhere and get all the stains off. I mean, it didn't matter what was coming to me. If it was in my kitchen, on my dishes, if you haven't tried Dawn Power Wash, try it today. It says here, spray, ripe, and rinse. And it means it. It's that simple. You got, a, you got some kind of stain, you spray that on there, it comes right off. Greatest invention of 2022. I like bringing that up. 2021, the greatest invention was the Sharpie ink pen, just in case you were wondering. But uh, Dawn Power Wash. And so Dawn Power Wash helps us clean. It gets some of the stains out. But sometimes, in all that doing good by spraying the dishes and getting them clean, there's some things that Dawn Power Wash just won't get out. It was kind of that kind of a year, right? We, in my own personal life, people I know of, they, they had challenges come up against them, and we thought we weren't going to make it. We thought it was the end of the road, but here we are at 2023, first day of the year. We had family situations. We had financial situations. We had church situations. We had diagnosis of cancer, and we lost some folks. But here we are today, standing and breathing in this precious, beautiful climate, because it's beautiful out there. I mean, there's no rain, but we're going to pray for that too. But uh, in my own personal walk, I lost my brother back in September, or was back at the end of August. I lost my brother. This is one of his swords. Uh, this is also one of his swords. And so I didn't know how I was going to survive that, and I was mad at him because I lost him to addiction. He had gone away a long time ago to Tennessee and picked up something he couldn't get rid of. There was something that Don Power Wash couldn't wash out of his past. Don't know what it was. We still don't know what it was. But uh, 30 years later, he, he, the addiction caught up to him, and his body just couldn't take it anymore. And he, 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 we lost him forever. In the process of his life, he collected swords. And I was always very jealous. 
and very envious because I like swords. I don't know why. We can't use them today. You know, 115 grains will put you down quicker than a sword will, but they're cool, right? This here is the rafter cleaver. Now, this was the first sword that he ever brought home. He came home from Tennessee, brought this thing here. And, of course, what do two grown men do with swords? We sword fight right in mom's living room, right? And so there we were, sword fighting, carrying on like kids. And lo and behold, I came up high, and I didn't realize that my mother's rafter running through the middle of the living room was right there. And I hit it. And I was like, oh, something stopped me. And I looked up, and there was a nice big divot in mom's rafter in the middle of the living room. So this here is the rafter cleaver. I was very jealous and very happy uh, that he had that sword. And it's just one of these things he collected. He collected these swords. He had tons of swords. And I was always very jealous and envious because I had to spend my money on other things. But that there is the rafter cleaver. I don't know where he picked up this, but that's just pretty. I mean, that's something you hang on your wall. Still a sword. And so in all the, my brother's collections of swords, and there was like 50 of them. We gave most of them away at the funeral. I never found a shield. I never found a shield. And so as you walk into 2023, part of the sermon is you've got to remember what you walked out of in 2022, what you're going to carry with you into 23. It's got to come to a point was I met this challenge and I overcame it, that you were victorious. You've got to carry that into 23. It doesn't matter what tried to kill you. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter what tried to kill you in 23. It doesn't matter what tried to take your life, what tried to take your finances, what tried to take your marriage, or what tried to take your life. You are here today. And that's something to be thankful for, right? And so one of the things I took from my brother is I never found a shield. And all of his collections of beautiful metal, the one thing he was missing was a shield. And it was because my brother, because something happened to him a long time ago, he became a shield for other people. He became a shield that protected other people from things. And I had to preach his funeral, and it was hard. I mean, it really was, because I was mad at him on the one hand because he had that addiction. But on the other hand, I was grateful that he didn't have to face that anymore. That challenge had broken off of his life and he'd gone on to heaven. And so I had to find a way to meet that in the middle and to preach his sermon. And so if you were there, you heard a little bit of this, but you got to get some shield on you when you walk into 23. You got to remember what you walked out of, and then you got to pick up and use it as a shield. Because there's going to be things that come against you. You thought 22 was bad. There's going to be some wiliness coming up in 23. It's just going to happen. And you got to remember who you are. You got to remember what you walked out of. You got to remember where you came from and what God has put in here. But you've also got to get some people around you to speak some life into you, to speak some goodness into you. Because my brother, he, he just, and that was one of the things I had to struggle with. It didn't matter what you said to him, he was lost behind a veil of addiction. It didn't matter what goodness you... I mean, I, I believe in the prophetic word. I believe in speaking life over people. I believe that, you know, you can encourage people. And so it broke my heart that no matter what encouragement I spoke into him was lost in the veil. And there's a couple of scriptures you can talk about 
that I had to come to grips with that sometimes we're just not enough. And it's not because you're not enough, it's because they're just so lost. And so if you're walking in a situation today where a family member has gone astray, don't take it in here as you're not enough. They just can't see you through that veil. Our prayers will never understand how significant our prayers are until we get to heaven, I think. And we see them walking beside us because you might have been the only hope they ever saw. I didn't get to see that. I didn't think I saw it at least, but I'm pretty sure I've come to grips with it now. But in that shield also is the fact that I've got to have people to come along and polish my shield. I've got to have it. It's not just so it looks pretty. And God wants you to look pretty. He does. But those, that, those polishments also add layers to protect you. Should a sword come against you, there's layers of protection on that shield. So find you some people to speak some life into you, then hear it. Hear it, and then believe it. You know, the one thing I love about Panhandle, the one thing I love about White Deer, Groom, Borger, is we're a people who set out into a God-forsaken plain of no trees. There are just absolutely no trees around here half the time. And we made it. We made it work. We plowed the fields. We dug deep. We got oil. And we made this place work. We were pioneers We come from pioneers. We're a hardy people, a people who once we put our hands to the plow, we keep plowing and we keep believing and we keep praying. You got to take that into 23 because the year you walked out of, you plowed some ground, you sowed some seeds, and you're going to see that come to fruition in 23, and God's going to bless your socks off. He is. He's going to bring you into a place to where you can sit down and say, my God, my God, just like Pastor Brent's been talking about, I thought I knew you, but now, but now I know you. Because that's just what's going to happen. Because God is just miraculous in the way that he can take a piece of metal and sharpen it into a sword. And he gave man the ability to craft such beautiful, wonderful things, and that's evident in everything around us. And so my brother, his body just couldn't handle the weight of the addiction that he had. And so the encouraging thing I found from the Google results is that the world is trying to get better. In my brother's darkest moments, it wasn't just, hey, an addiction. It was a man who was trying to protect something. He adopted a small child when he was five or six, raised him up until he was 18. He was trying to protect that child. And in the process, he got lost somewhere. And so in that shielding, in that place where he was at, he was still able to do some good. And we've got to remember that, that the crises, the trauma, the things you walk out of, that you did some good while you were there. You brought some hope while you were there. You brought some peace while you were there. And while you may not have a tangible example of that, it doesn't change the fact that you were there doing some good because the Word of God lives inside of you. You being here every Sunday, the Word of God comes in here and it's expressed when you speak into it or you take your hands out into it because you can't change who you are. God has deemed you as his, and because of that, once you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it just exists in here. It's just the way it is. You can't escape it. And so I struggled with this, 
with this sermon because I wanted to bring you hope and I wanted to bring you cheer and I, I wanted this to be kind of a light thing because we all are probably watching that ball drop next to your at my house. We were asleep at 9.30. But you're probably all staying up late and it just couldn't happen because God wants to impart upon you the fact that you are special, that you, you bring something to the table, that you mean something. And everything you walked out of in 22 is going to make you stronger in 23. One of the things I walked out of in 22 is a rough working environment. For some reason, I thought I picked up this new job, and I love it. I love it. I love it. And I don't know why swords are flying off the stage. Forgive me. But anyway, I love my job. But, you know, I came across some challenges, and so that all came at the same time that my brother passed. And so I started getting down on myself. You know, did God really want me here? This is not what God really wants. I'm being challenged and I'm falling off and I'm not getting my way. And nobody really likes the way I'm doing things. Do I really belong there? But then somebody spoke to me and said, do you believe God put you there? I said, yeah, I believe God put me there. Do you believe God put your boss there? Yeah, I believe God put my boss there. I think he sent me there for a reason. I think he sent me there for a purpose. He goes, and lift your head. And I had to grow up a little bit. I'm going to face some challenges. As a Christian who believes in certain things, I'm going to face some challenges in this world. People are going to come against me. They're going to talk bad about me. They're going to say things I don't want to hear, and they're not going to like some of the things I'm doing. But if I'm walking in his righteousness and I'm doing what he's called me to do, I'm going to face that rejection. I'm going to face that persecution. i got to grow up a little bit. i got to get on top of it and look at it and say, you know what? I'm in a fight, and it's okay that I'm in a fight. You know why it's okay that I'm in a fight? Because I got a God standing above me who put me there. I'm going to be able to walk into that place, and I can have the confidence that he's with me. And I've just got to trust that process. And so you're also going to need that in 2023. You're going to have to trust the process a little bit. I mean, if I'm going to pick up this sword and wield it, I've got to know how to swing it, so I'm going to have some battles, right? I can't just take the sword and say, oh, that's pretty. i got a sword. God has given me a mission. He's given me a purpose. He's given me a place to be. But that sword has got to be sharpened. And so I've got to realize that as I walk into those places that I'm going to face a fight. And it's okay. It doesn't mean I'm hated. It doesn't mean I'm disliked. It just means I'm causing a disturbance. You, you ever seen that show Braveheart? I love that show. I don't know why. That's the reason I love that sword. It looks like Braveheart sword. But anyway, he, they're on the battlefield. They got the troops all lined up. And, and those British nobles or those Scottish nobles are all riding out there in their fine dresses and their fine clothing. And they're over there dealing with the enemy. Hey, we're going to give you this if you do this. We're going to give you this if you do this. And Braveheart, it's, it's you know, kind of a fake, make-believe, real true story. But he says, you know, I'm going to go down there and pick a fight. A lot of us have picked fights, and we don't realize it just by walking into a place. Because your light going into the darkness. You being in a place is pushing back the darkness. And so there's going to be a struggle i got to realize that. It's not because the world hates me or somebody hates me. It's just the fact that I'm light encountering the darkness. And so we go back to this verse, Galatians 6, 9. It says, Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. That means you've got to trust the process, right? It means we also got to do good. 
And we got to not grow weary. Well, how do we not grow weary as we go into 2023 and we fight some of these battles? We got to celebrate some victories. You being here today is a victory. You walking on this earth, breathing this air is a victory. We are here when other people couldn't be here. And that's a victory. We are sitting here today because somebody came before us and spoke life into us. And it's like the Hammer family and the passing of Roger. God bless. And you could just tell, such a fragile little man, but he brought this family forth. And that's a beautiful thing. Those people that came before us, that's worth celebrating. My brother, I mean, it was bad. I don't know if you've ever been around addiction. I never really, I mean, I've been around it because I worked in a jail. But I'd never had hands-on experience with dealing with that. It was bad. I don't know how my brother thought it was okay to live that way, and I'm not judging him. I'm just telling you it was really bad. I mean, there are some stains that Don will not get away in whatever he was living in, and it was bad. And so the fact of the matter is, though, is that he lived a life that allowed a young man to grow up. He lived a life to provide and even though I don't know what the situation was always like, he, he provided a dad to a young man. And that's a good thing. Because that young man didn't have a father in his life. And then walks my brother. And there was good in my brother. It wasn't like he was some raging weirdo. It was just he had this addiction that finally caught up to him. He wasn't a bad man. He was a good man. Like I said, he was a shield. He'd walk around protecting people that couldn't be protected. Whatever happened to him early in his life allowed him to see that he could be a shield for other people and that he could protect them from the bad things of this world by being kind to them, by being generous to them. I mean, he'd give you the clothes off his back. He would make sure that you got what you needed if you were lacking something. Those are all good godly qualities that he had. And so you have to embrace those good things you find. And we've also got to speak into them as Christian people. If you go back to this verse, it says, especially to those who are in the household of faith. You may see something bad. You may see something negative. You may see something you don't like. God knows about it. Let him handle it. You speak life. One of my favorite scenes in the Bible is Jesus finally catches up with the disciples after the cross and after he rises from the grave. In the end of John there, it's one of my favorite chapters. All the disciples are gathered around fishing and doing what they normally do, and all of a sudden they spot Jesus on the shore because they had this multitude of fish all of a sudden come up around them. And they walk up onto the shore, and they have the fish, fish and Jesus says, come and eat. And Peter says, well, Jesus, what about that guy who, you know, turned you into the police, turned you into the temple guards? What about that guy? Jesus said, don't worry about him. You do what I've asked you to do. And I think we've got to pick that up in 23. It doesn't matter what you see other people doing. You've got to walk in what you were called to walk. You've got to speak in what he's called you to speak. And you may not see the fruit, but let God handle the fruit. He's going to allow your tree to grow. He's going to allow the fruit to come off the vine. Trust in the process. As you walk into 23, you're no small thing in the kingdom of God. You are no small thing on this planet. And you may not understand, but that's another verse I had to come into conflict with. It says, you know, lean not into your own understanding. I had to give up my sense of understanding when my brother passed away, what was happening at work and what was happening in my family. And I had to trust God. I had to give that understanding to him. 
I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how this is going to play out. I know that God's called me to pray certain things and to believe certain things, and that's what I'm going to believe in. And that's what you're going to be called to in 2023, because it's not going to be all bad. And I added this last verse just a little while ago, just because I heard her sing it and it sounded so beautiful. But that last song, and when he moves and when we pray, where stood a wall now stands away. Where every promise is amen, and when he moves, make no mistake, the bowels of hell begin to shake. All hell the Lord, all hell the King. You're going to be singing that when 24 comes around, I promise you. You're going to be singing no matter what happens, and you should be singing it today because some of us walked out of some pretty daring consequences in 22. But you're going to be even more singing that in 24 because God is with you and he's for you. And so saying all that and having gone through all that, we're going to go back to Galatians. And now we're going to go back up. Galatians 6, verse 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. We've heard this verse throughout the ages talked about as a curse. You'll reap what you sow. You ever get that? Someone ever say to you, hey, you'll reap what you sow? They mean that as a curse. But it's a blessing. It says right there, that whole chapter in Galatians is about goodness. Go back and read it a couple times. It's about goodness. In fact, what follows after it is goodness. God spends more time on the fact that if you reap goodness, you receive goodness. It promises that in the Bible. And remember that. When you're out there doing good, to not grow weary because what you reap is what you will sow. You will reap goodness. You will sow goodness and you will reap goodness. And you got to remember that as you walk into 23, that as you walk into that, God has promises. What they meant as a curse, you're going to turn into a blessing. Now, it does have that warning. If you're reaping, you're sowing into the flesh, you'll reap the flesh. But most of that verse is spent on the goodness of God and the goodness that you can accomplish if you sow goodness. It's going to happen. God said so. And that's just the way it works. So as we focus and move in to 23, you have deeper roots and a greater resilience than you realize. After all the turbulence and turmoil, you're still standing firm. I know you're a little battered, a little bruised, tattered, and torn, but you're here. And you need to celebrate that and give thanks. Pour out your worship and gratitude. The Lord has been so incredibly great, uh, faithful to you. He has kept you, protected you, preserved you, and provided for you. Your progress this year has seemed slow. There's been things come against you that you thought would stop you dead in your tracks, and it didn't. There's been delay and disappointment. At times, you didn't know if you could take any more. But here you are today. He sustains you and he fills you even stronger. You thought that you were strong in 22. Wait till 23 comes around and you swing that sword. You're going to see just how powerful God has made you on this earth. In the loneliness and isolation, he came close to you. His presence surrounded you. His peace calmed you. His spirit settled you. You're stronger than you were a year ago. There are things that he has ahead of you that you're now ready for. Assignments. 
alignments, opportunities, openings, relationships, connections, enlargement, and impact. So as you look back on 22, don't get stuck there. Don't. The next season will have sharp turns and more shaking, but it'll also be full of suddenlies and surprises. God is about to advance and accelerate some things you've been waiting on for a long time. Blackages will be removed. Confusion will clear. The extent of changes may shock you at times. The changes I went through in 22 shocked me. There were supposed to be three of us going into the future, me, my brother Michael, and my brother Mark. And now there's only two of us. It shocked me. And his passing, and, I did, and now I know that he can't be there with us, and that's okay. He's gone on to heaven to set with Jesus, and that's good. That's where he needs to be, free from the hurt, free from the harm, free from the addiction. Mark and I are here to carry out the rest of our lives and to provide some more grandchildren because we've got to get that house full again. My grandparents need it. I don't know how we're going to do it. My kids are still young, but anyway, Christ is in you, the hope and the glory. The first rule of 2023 I got from Sharman Brannon, and she posted it on Facebook, and I thought it was pretty good, is not to dwell on what went wrong in 22, but that God has a plan. He has a plan for you. There's no point in feeling camping out in the past. It's moved on from you. Spend your time on those things better spent, those things you can change not those things you can't. There are things that have happened to us that are better taken into 2023 is here's what's happened to me and here's what I'm doing with it. Wait and see what happens next. There are also things I need to celebrate because I lived through those things. Your portion going into 2023 is not shame. Your portion going into 2023 is not grief. It's celebration and victory of a God who loved you and walked you through those places so that you could be here today amongst us. And that's beautiful because the songs that are going to be sung about the things that you did on this earth when you get to heaven because God glorified you are going to make the angels cry because you took God's word and you made it alive. It's going to be a miraculous year for a lot of us. So stand and get ready to watch because... Before, you knew how to swing the sword, or ha- handle the sword, but now you're going to know how to swing it. And it's going to be beautiful when you do. One of the things I struggled with, with my brother passing, was that I prayed over him. I made all the prophetic declarations. I fasted. I was nice to him. I was kind to him, and it didn't work. It was kind of like Roger. I was in Roger's hospital room a couple weeks ago, and I wanted Roger to live because his beautiful family is an example of the good that could be accomplished on this earth, and Roger passed away anyway. And so I struggle with those things. You cannot put faith in the flesh. You just cannot put faith in the flesh. God's plans are God's plans. My plans sometimes wind me up in waiting in line for an hour for hot wings last night. That's where my plans get me. God's plans get me a wife who ordered me hot wings in the first place because she loved me. And I wanted to celebrate the new year. And so realize, put no faith in the flesh. Put faith in a God who loves you and is going to take you through these places. There are some things that Don Powerwash don't get out. For the rest, there's Jesus Christ. 
He makes all things whole. It's still an amazing product. It'll clean your dishes. It just, not may, get, it just may not uh, get the uh, things out that you wanted it to get out. And the rest of that is Jesus Christ. So God bless you for being here. I want to call the worship team up. I want to thank the worship team for being here. A bunch of them are young bucks who could have been out on the town last night, but they were up here praying with you and singing for you this morning. And you can't, you know, that's the future. That's the future of what tomorrow looks like. Where's Tack at? He's coming. That's the future. Young people raising up the church all around us. You were back there taking a nap, weren't you? I do want to say this one more time for you. And when he moves and when we pray, where stood away a wall now stands away, where every promise is amen. And when he moves, make no mistake, the bowels of hell begin to shake. All hell, the Lord, all hell, the King. Happy 2023. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.